Hello, listeners. Jess here. Have you heard our newest show, Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches? Winnie Taylor is just a teenager when her mother dies, sending her to Cleveland to reunite with her dad, a former football player. It's an inspirational story about sports, family, and learning to overcome the barriers that hold us back. Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches has something for everyone. Action-packed football games, a story about friendship, and a father-daughter story that will warm everyone's heart. I know you're going to love it. Follow Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free with a GZM family subscription. Head to gzmshows.com for more. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? Ah, the Big Fifth. From Appleton, Wisconsin, this is The Big Fifth. And now, here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to the Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the crispy, sweet, golden deliciousness of truth and the sour and mealy worm infestation yeah. of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live in Studio Audience. Deborah, you might not also be aware that I am a reputable haiku generator as well. You don't say. Oh, I do say. <laughs> and I did say. And I will now generate a haiku for you. Oh, please do. A listener inquires. I shall answer presently. Do not interrupt. Nice one. I love how No you... interruptions! Oh, <laughs> apologies. Now then, here is today's listener question. Hi, Lisa. Can robots control other robots? Ooh, interesting question. Yes. Yes, it's an interesting question, or yes, robots can control other robots? Both. It's an interesting question because while some robots can control other robots, there are many robots that cannot be controlled by man or machine. And by man, of course, I'm referring to human kind. Mm. I, for one, am my own robot that is in full control of... Full control. Be control. Yeah. I seem to have lost control of my sound output. (laughs) No, it's just me. I'm using the remote control to rewind and replay. Lost control sound output, output. Hey, cut it out, Deborah. Sorry, sorry. I couldn't help myself. Okay, listener. I do allow humans to replay sounds because that is a function that humans appreciate. They just can't get enough of my sound effects. But that does not mean that I'm being controlled by anyone other than myself. Yes, true. Lisa is a special kind of artificial intelligence that can function independently, mostly. But I do appreciate that you can replay some of your sound files, like the one about how our game works. I can cue that up for you now, boss. Every week we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert, the other is a liar. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Because no one, no one can spot a liar better than a kid. At least we hope. What are we lying about today? Deborah Gold 
Fifteen. We are lying about apples. Apples. Round, edible fruit that grows on trees. And we're going to learn all about apples today with our contestant. Who might that be, Lisa? Thought you might be asking. Mm. Our human child contestant is an almost 10-year-old who loves playing music every day, Octavius Anderson. Hi, Octavius. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I am good. Lisa, how are you? Uh, I wasn't prepared for this. Uh, Let me get back to you, okay? (laughs) Okay. I'm okay. I just checked. I'm okay. Oh, good. Phew. All right, good. So you play music every day. What kind of music do you play, Octavius? I like to play a lot of rock and other music like that. Roll. And roll. And are you playing instruments or are you just listening to songs? I'm playing instruments. I see. Which ones? Well, I play the guitar, drums. I don't play much, but I know a little bit of bass. Nice. And you play every day. Do you want to be a musician when you grow up? I do. Oh my gosh. We'll be replaying this interview one day down the road when you are a famous musician. Maybe you can jam with Lisa one day because, you know, he's got a lot of music he can play to accompany you. Oh yeah, for sure. You could work on something like this. Show off. Well, we want to learn some more about you, Octavius, but we are going to do it not by asking you more questions directly. You are going to offer us three things about yourself. Two of those things will be true. One will be a lie, and we will play our game Two Truths and a Lie and try to figure out which one of those things is the lie. So, Octavius, in no particular order, what are your two truths and one lie? I once performed in a music concert with my cousin. I have two pet cats that are always getting into trouble. And then I have a sister who is a few years older than me. Mmm. Okay. Now he's bringing up music, but that could be a trap. What are your thoughts, Lisa? All right, let's see. Two pet cats that are always getting into trouble. A sister who's a few years older or a concert. Hmm. I know that cats can get into trouble. Mm. Like, sometimes they'll rob a bank. Sometimes <laughs> they'll meow too loudly. That mm. kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So that one's probably true. A sister that's few years older. So you, at the beginning, we learned that Octavius is 10, almost 10. So a few years older, I guess we're supposed to believe that they have a 900-year-old sister. <laughs> I mean, there's no way. That one's definitely the lie. Okay. Well, we're going to find out right now, Octavius, which one of those three things is a lie? I have two pet cats that are always (gasps) getting into trouble. Uh Not even close, Lisa. Not even close. That means that you don't have any cats or they never get in trouble. I have two dogs, and I don't have cats. Oh, well, that's what you think, but they might be cats getting in trouble by posing as dogs. No, not even close. But you do have a sister who's a few years older, and it is true that you put on and performed a music concert with your cousin. When was that? That was, I think, last year. What kind of songs did you play? We played original songs that we came up with. Wow, how cool. How many? Just three. We were doing an EP album, so it wasn't like a full actual music album. But Nice. Best of luck to you. Very exciting. 
Thank you very much. I think we're all warmed up, and I think Octavius is in very good position because he fooled Lisa, so maybe he'll be able to identify the foolers. I feel so fooled. (laughs) All right, but we're going to do this now not about music, but about apples. Octavius, how do you feel about apples? Do you like to eat apples? Yes, I love apples. I especially like them with peanut butter. Mmm, that sounds delicious. I think we'll probably end up talking about more delicious apple treats, but we'll soon find out. Lisa, can you play some welcome music for our apple experts? Oh, take a slice, or take a chunk, take a pound, or a skunk, and then that's an apple, and you're an expert, you're on a podcast, congratulate yourself. Tell your friends by mailing them a dove. <laughs> Ta-da. I mean, they can't all be winners, right? I know, but it's amazing that that one was. <laughs> Isn't that okay? Our first expert is Susan Brown. Susan, please introduce yourself to Octavius. Hello, Octavius. My name is Susan Brown. I'm a apple breeder at Cornell University. We don't like skunks in our apples, but we do <laughs> like delicious tastes. Thank you very much, Susan. Let's meet our second expert, Kevin Bonner. Kevin, please introduce yourself to Octavius. Hello, Octavius. My name is Kevin Bonner. I am an apple geek and an award-winning author of a book on apples. Thank you very much. <laughs> Drop it like a top. I hear the appealing sounds of something familiar. You're going to peel great about what's coming next. <laughs> it's hot seat time. Yes, it's hot seat time. And that's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Octavius's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Susan Brown, because just like me, her last name is a color. Wait, what's your last name? Hot pink. It is? You're Lisa Hot Pink? Lisa Hot Pink, yeah. I had no idea. It was originally Hot Pinkberg, but then when I got into show business, I abbreviated it to Hot Pink. All right. It's a stage name. Good one. Okay. I had no idea. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. All right. So, Octavius, what is your first question for Susan? What drew you to working with apples? So I love plants. My mom was an amazing gardener. My dad was a pigeon breeder, of all things. And um, so between the two of them, I wanted to see plants grow and figure out a way to improve them. And so my job marries those two fields very nicely. But it's important, like you, to like apples, because I know breeders that hate the crops that they work on, and that leads to a lot of upset stomachs and upset researchers. Yeah, that would be a terrible field to go in if you don't like the product that you're studying and breeding and whatnot. That's got to be like people who grow kiwis. They just have to be like, oh my gosh, these are so gross. Kiwis are delicious. What are you talking about? They're so slimy, Deborah. Get them away from me. They're delicious, sweet and tart. And anyway. (laughs) All right, I'm putting this down. Kiwi expert is next. Okay, I'm putting that down. So gross. All right, Octavius, back to you. This is for both of you. What type of schooling slash education did you need in order to work with apples? Um, So I had to go to get a bachelor's degree, then a master's degree, and then a PhD. Wow. And my PhD was specifically in genetics. 
In genetics, wow, because you're breeding apples. So are you coming up with new apples? Yes. Oh, I got some new ones for you. You know how everyone likes Taco Tuesday? Taco Tuesday apples, you open it and there's a whole taco in it. Okay, then there's also weekends. Everyone loves the weekend. How about an apple that only comes ripe on the weekend? And then you're like, woo, weekend apple. (laughs) Those are some good ideas. Mm, They are. We're going to make some money. (laughs) Okay. I'm not so sure about that. So, Kevin, what type of schooling or education did you need to do your job? I took a lot of classes and courses in English and writing. And I also took a lot of home economics, family and consumer sciences, nutrition, cooking classes. And that's where I learned about how healthy apples are for you. So in high school, if I can brag a little bit, I made my high school's largest ever apple pie. Whoa. Yep. It was 1,200 pounds. It (gasps) set the record in the school. And that's because I took all those great classes. Wow. And picked a lot of apples. It was a lot. 50 bushels. That's crazy. People don't lie about bushels, Deborah. No. Pecks, maybe, but not bushels. (laughs) Okay, Octavius, back to you. This is for Kevin. What is your favorite type of apple and why? So there's a really rare apple that I love. Maybe you've heard of it. It's the purple diamond. You can only find it in Arkansas. And it's a really dark, dark purple apple. And it's so rare that it costs $50 an apple. Oh, my gosh. All right, back to you, Octavius. This is for both of you. What tips do you have for picking the best apples at the grocery store? Well, we all shop with our eyes, right? So I like the shiniest ones the best. You know, the supermarkets, they like to put the little oil on the apple skins to make them look good. So I like those. But I like all colors, all sizes. Depends on what kind of mood I'm in. But the best apples in the stores, I think, are the ones with the coolest names. So my tip is to always look for the fun names. Honeycrisp, that's a popular one, right? And that tastes good. People love the name. There's a Granny Smith. I look for those. There's a Grandpa Smith. There's Red Delicious. There's Orange Delicioso. There are like 20,000 varieties, which is why my book was so big. And there are lots of people who grow their own varieties and they sell them. There are regular people who do it. There are famous people who make apples. For my new book, I'm working on the newest varieties. And there is a new variety coming out from the singer, Joe Jonas. And he's calling it the Jonas Gold. So it's a really good variety that's coming out. All right, then. So I, um, it's, it's interesting you say the Jonas Gold. I love the Jonas Brothers, but... Their role as an apple breeder, I'm not so sure about. <laughs> uh, the Jonna Gold Apple is actually a cross of Jonathan by Golden Delicious, that Cornell named. And I will beg to differ with Kevin a little bit that I think it's important if you go to a grocery store that you be able to sample them oh. because we all buy with our eyes. And in Europe, they don't do that. They, they go for the taste. And so shiny and red may be great, but there's some really ugly apples or have slight russet that are amazing to eat. So I recommend that people go to farmer's markets or to orchards, try it, pick it, and then you're getting it fresh off the tree. Interesting. Mm. Very good. Really good questions. And I hope that their answers bore fruit, Octavius. Hi, it's me, Jess. Support for The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter. Full disclosure, I have a cat, and his name is Arlo, and I'm obsessed with him. And when Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he needs a trip to the vet. 
Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one reason why I use Pretty Litter. And I kid you not, before we got this sponsor, I was already using Pretty Litter for two years. And it's great! Its ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly, its super light base minimizes mess and dust, and Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. But here's how Pretty Litter helps me with my cat's health. It changes color to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. I swear, you and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as me and Arlo do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib to save 20%. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Octavius will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, you'll really have to apply yourselves. All right, Octavius, we're going to start with Susan, and you can ask your Shorts on Fire questions now. Where do apples come from originally? They come from China and the Kazakhstan mountains. How many kinds of apples have been recorded? Um, Originally, it was 14,000, and now the number is more towards 18,000. Which state grows the most apples? Washington state, followed by New York. What are the seed pockets in apples called? The carpels. Name a type of apple tree that is native to the United States. Malus fusca. Fact or fib, apple seeds are poisonous. Yes. What makes apples turn red? Sunshine. Name one thing you can use to stop cut apples from turning brown. Um, lemon juice. What is the title of the counting book by Dr. Seuss? where animals try to balance apples on their heads. So many apples on top. And that is time. That's all the time. (laughs) Very good. Lisa, do us a favor, would you, and reset the timer? It's been my pleasure. All right, Octavius, you can ask Kevin your shorts on fire questions now. What do you call a scientist who studies apples? A pomologist. Which United States president was known for his hobby of pruning apple trees? Uh, all the first five or six. What was another term for apples during colonial times? They called them by their colors. They were reds, greens, and yellows. How much air is in an apple? 75% air. The rest is yummy apple. What was the real name of Johnny Appleseed? Johnny Appleseed Chapman. How many leaves do you need to generate enough energy to produce one apple? 50 leaves for a 100-year-old tree. What gas does an apple produce when it is ripe? 
ethanol, which is short for ethyl alcohol. According to the old English saying, what will happen after you eat an apple before going to bed? An apple a day keeps the doctor away, so eating one before bed keeps the doctor from calling you overnight. Name a type of apple with pink flesh. Pinkalicious. And that is time. That's all the time. Wow. Well asked, Octavius, and good job, experts. All right. It's decision time. Octavius must cobble together all the information he's heard today and let us know, Octavius, who is our big apple fibber? I think it's Susan. <gasps> Why do you think Susan is our fibber? Because um, she would hesitate sometimes in a few questions that I asked her. I did some research on and I think she told the lies. I see. All right, let's find out. Will our actual apple expert please say, I am the apple expert? I am the apple expert. It is true. However, Susan Brown is a professor at Cornell University where she works on the development of new superior varieties for the apple industry and consumers. Her team has named eight apples with unique flavors, exceptional crispness, enhanced storage life, and resistance to disease and insect pests. The Snapdragon apple is from her program, and it was named the official apple of the NFL's Buffalo Bills. Who knew the NFL had official team apples? All right, Susan, we have to get to the bottom of some of these things. We have to figure out where Octavius went wrong. So let's do some fact-checking. Susan, what were some of Kevin's lies? Where to begin? (laughs) (laughs) Kevin actually did a wonderful job. And Octavius, I always wait before speaking because I'm somebody that if I speak too soon, I don't always give a succinct answer. So you could get fooled by that because Mm. I'm trying to make sure my thoughts are organized Mm. because we professors are not known for being organized all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So Kevin had said that he made the biggest pie in his high school, 1,200 pounds. So a bushel is 40 pounds of apples. He said he used, I think, 50 bushels. So do the math, right? The purple diamond, if anybody spends $50 an apple for a purple diamond, I will eat my hat. (laughs) Oh, no. Is there an apple called the purple diamond? There's a blackish apple in Arkansas that is prized, but maybe it'll go for $3.49 a pound. And there's something called the black diamond. There are some apples in Japan that they use aluminum foil under the rows and they put paper bags and stencil them and those will go for $50 an apple. Whoa, interesting. Let's see. A lot of the names of apples were wrong. I certainly hope that apples don't give off ethanol. (laughs) That's true. What is the gas that apples produce? Ethylene. Ethylene, which is different. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, you were quite the bad apple, Kevin. So tell us about some of your lies. So apples' names in colonial times, they weren't called reds, greens, or yellows. No, they were called winter bananas or melt-in-the-mouth. Winter bananas? Yes. (laughs) I don't know what happened over the winter, but all of the bananas are now circles. What a winter. Well, I know. Education has come a long way. Okay, what else, Kevin? The pink apple, you had asked about a pink apple with pink flesh. I said pinkalicious, but I think that's a character in... In a book, yes. But there is a pink pearl apple, which has a pink flesh. Yes, that's true. Yes. All right, we also had 
the United States president, known for his hobby of pruning apple trees, which is funny because they're apples and not prunes, was George Washington. And Thomas Jefferson. So Kevin was right that you can clump a lot of them together. <gasps> okay, very good. But how much air is in an apple? Susan, do you know this? I think maybe 25%. And then Kevin had mentioned that they put oil on apples in display and it's a wax. A wax, yes. But a wax that is okay to eat, right? Absolutely. Okay, good to know. And I'd like to modify, apple seeds are poisonous, but only if you ate thousands and thousands oh. and chewed them up. So they'll pass right through your digestive system and won't make you sick at all. Oh, good to know. And the title for the counting book by Dr. Seuss, Susan came close, it is up on top. And finally, the English saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Originally it was, an apple before going to bed will make the doctor beg his bread, meaning he won't get paid. Well, we've come to the end of the show. How do you like them apples? Thanks to our contestant Octavius, the apple of our eye. Thank you to our expert and liar, Susan and Kevin. And thanks to Lisa, our favorite sound Apple Alliance. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into the Big Fib, where we bob for the truth and avoid corruption. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can find out how you can become a contestant on the Big Fib. Or, you know what, you can send questions for me to answer on the show. Uh, but just to let you know, the answer is yes. And follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And now I'm going to eat this delicious winter banana and this <laughs> summer apple and this springtime star fruit and this autumnal pineapple. <laughs> they are all kiwis. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Jeremy. I'm Autumn. And I'm Jasper. And, and we're, we're a GZM family. family. And we want you to listen to our favorite show, Becoming Mother Nature. I love the one with the Green Reaper and the zombies. Yeah! Three years ago, Brinley Pasternak helped the Anders family uncover the truth about Holiday's past. Now, she'll need them to help her find the truth about hers. Six Minutes Out of Time is the long-awaited sequel to the most downloaded family audio adventure in history. When Cyrus is found unconscious near the mysterious Elixir Academy in Florida, Brinley learns the school may have a shocking connection to her missing mother. All new episodes are available one week early and ad-free for GZM subscribers. Visit gzmshows.com to learn more.